Mike, turn your games down. Hi, another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, and who's got bad blood with me tonight? This is everyone's favorite Joe Butler, and I just learned Batman's secret identity. I hope nothing bad happens to me. <laughs> and this is Blair Farrell from comicbookvideogames.com, and it's so sad to think about the good times, Bruce and I. <laughs> I was going to start off singing Bad Blood, but then I really haven't heard that song in a while. I heard it like 20 minutes while I was hanging and putting up clothes. And then I watched the How It Should Have Ended parody. (laughs) (laughs) So we are here. We are bringing the long anticipated, well, anticipated for us to get this over with. Batman Bad Blood animated film directed by Jay Olivia, which is the last of the Batman trilogy New 52 animated films, correct? I think. Mm -hmm. I guess. I mean, Hush is after this, but I think Hush is kind of its own thing in that animated universe or something. No, I, I just found out it wasn't because the stinger loops back into this. Oh, and the, Hush? The Hush? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that. But, I mean, it's essentially kind of like the... Da- is Damien in Hush? I don't know. I don't know. I was going to watch it, but I'm like, I can't watch that. But I, I want to, so... I've never seen it, so... I read the book. So I so I missed this movie in 2016 completely. I was definitely interested. I watched Son of Batman. I missed... I can't remember what the second other Batman movie is now. One before Batman that we just did. versus Robin? Oh, yeah, that's what it was called. I missed that, but I and I was curious about this one. Like, the whole premise of this movie, I think it's even on the cover, they talk about, oh, Batman's dead. Of course he is. But, <laughs> I mean, that's the premise of what this movie was supposed to be about, you know, coming up, is that Batman's no longer there, he dies or something in this movie, supposedly, sure he did, and that the Bat family takes over. I mean, that was all I knew about it, and then I never got around to it. So, I was talking about a little bit of this earlier. I remember some of the run. This takes two runs and kind of fuses them into one. It takes a lot of the good stuff out. I th- I don't know how it starts. Batman goes missing, and I believe it's from him being punched, and he gets by Darkseid, and he gets sent through a wormhole. So you have a whole Batman run where he's, like, running through portals through time, trying to get back to, like, modern day. Okay. And you have all the Bat Sons fighting who's supposed to be the new Batman. And they all are given, like, I think, like two weeks with the Bat suit to see who does it the best. And they all they all end up voting for Dick because Jason's too much of a psychopath. Tim's too soft. And and Damien is obviously a eight year old. So they all vote for Tim. It makes sense that where it goes. Okay, I mean, a lot of you can't have Jason. Be ever be Batman. <laughs> yeah, he's replaced by Batgirl in this movie, who also uses two guns. You mean Batwoman? Yeah, Batwoman, whatever. Yeah. But she only used one. The general podcast joke. Oh, yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same way. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. So, Blair, were you see, did you see this movie back when it came out? I can't remember, because I remember, like, once upon a time, when these movies came out, they were, like, big events that I look forward to, like the at Best Buy, they used to sell the Blu-rays and used to come with like little figures. And I used to like have to like rush after Best Buy to get them. And I really look forward to them. But then like I would buy them and watch them once. Like I think all the new 52 ones like Batman versus Robin, which I only remember the titles of the Court of Owls. Yeah, it's the Court of Owls story. Okay. And then I would watch them once and they were like, okay, these are fine slash boring so this one i think when it came out i was like i cannot buy these anymore i may have rented it i remember like some of the stuff with batwoman but that's pretty much it and then i watched it monday and 
it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I I think these movies are fine for introduction to like Baby's First Batman or because yeah. I've been I've been going through the series with uh, my roommate and I think we're two movies ahead of where we're at now. I think I've gotten to Justice League versus the Teen Titans and then the Constantine movie. So uh, they're not bad, but it's also a nice way to be like, oh, you you know, you, you saw the Batman. Let's go home and watch these new 52 movies if you're really into Batman. I do agree with you. It is a good introduction to somebody's character. Like this movie is very much an introduction to Batwoman for them and for us. I mean, me. <laughs> I never I don't know anything about Batwoman. Like this was my completely first experience with her. Oh, uh, what, Mike? You're telling me you haven't watched the live action Batwoman TV show? Oh, man. I didn't. I wanted to, but it's a, I, it, I like the actress that's in it. It's okay. But I just, it, it wasn't on Netflix at the time, and it was on, and I didn't, so I just never got around to it. I mean, I have access to it now, but I don't care enough. So. <laughs> I could give, I'm glad the CW universe is, I was, is almost done, but I was full in at one time. Yeah, screw that crap. So we're, we're doing like, like a podcast about the first episode of Gotham Knights, right? Because we're going to dog on that for an hour. <laughs> Don't give it any credence. That's like people like the whole Velma culture where everyone like hate watch Velma. And now it's getting a second season because everyone hate watch it. Like, don't watch bad <laughs> stuff. Don't, I mean, I might watch it, but I the pilot test thing that I haven't not repeated that in a long time. <laughs> it's like, listen, like, I'm not advocating breaking the law, but if you're going to, like, do that and like, torrent that shit, like, don't give it any <laughs> ratings. Like, <laughs> it's a bad show and it would get zero ratings. Uh, how bad of a show can it be? Well, that's not worth it. I don't, I don't worse in the game. I just bought the game, by the way, so. <laughs> Actually, no, it will, it will be very, very worse in the game. At least that has Batman in it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what we, so this movie, so I, I went into this movie, I, I watched the other ones, and I, I've been excited for this. Uh, one thing about this movie, like, it opens up early on, because I kind of want to talk about it. It really, like, it has Batwoman stopping some villains, and these are fucking C-list villains, and I love the fact that, because I thought that, then she makes the joke. She's like, you don't think I can handle a bunch of C-listers, Batman? And I'm like, she said that! She's not wrong! Because they are fucking C-listers and all right, though, you know? The Electrocutioner is in one of the Arkham games. Yeah, these are my that's one of my favorite Arkham games. <laughs> but there's Electrocutioner, there's Firefly, there's Killer Moth. Killer okay, so Moth. It was I thought that was Firefly, and then Firefly showed up, and I was like, "Who was the other guy?" And it like I was actually really tired on Monday. I probably shouldn't have watched this because I was <laughs> like, "Who is this guy?" If the other guys, okay, it's Killer Moth. Well, to okay. be fair, has Killer Moth been in anything other than Lego Batman? Is how I know of him. Uh, the There's probably like a Riddler trophy in Arkham Asylum there or is. something. Pretty sure there is, but I mean, like this is that's a that's a that's not even a C list. That's probably a D lister. If we're gonna be fair, like so nobody like I just thought it was just so cool to see Killer Moth because you never see him in anything. I mean, there's a reason, but I don't know. I just plus I just love the fact that she made the joke that I was thinking huh, a bunch of C listers, and then she says it. And I'm like, ha, ha. I don't. know. It really amused me a lot. <laughs> and who the hell is Tusk? Never heard of Tusk. Some kind of killer croc ripoff, probably. I don't fucking know. <laughs> He's that guy in X-Men who makes little versions come out of his back. I mean, that is a version of Tusk that I think of when I hear Tusk, but that's not what I saw in this in this DC movie. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that. Because I've been re I've been watching a bunch of DC cartoons and Killer Moth was on the Batman. He turned into a giant moth like Kaiju at one point. <laughs> cool. That's what that show strange. is pretty great. That's the one where like the Joker like 
He's like in a straight jacket and he has like everyone's a kung fu master, including the penguin. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. series. I like it. What? <laughs> that's all I got. What? <laughs> Rina Romano, the voice of Spider-Man from the PlayStation game is the voice of Batman and he crushes it. Oh, yeah. OK, never watched it, but I've always been curious, too. But it's never been on my list of things that I felt I needed to get to. So we're introduced to Batwoman in this. And first off, she pulls out a gun and starts shooting people, which I think is probably the funniest part of this whole movie <laughs> and her character's so weird because like later on in the movie she's like she tells someone she's like just because i wear the batman symbol doesn't make me one of you guys no it kind of does it's kind of copyright <laughs> infringement i agreed with that part that what well, you're saying that it does because what's the point of dressing up as a bat if because you're gonna be a sociop i guess the idea that you put fear in other people or something mm-hmm. i guess I, mean, I didn't have a problem with it personally I a, I like that comment, but I, I I completely see where you're coming from. There's nothing wrong with it. I think it's a little silly. It is. Yeah, and then <laughs> Batman pretty much has to tell her to stop using her gun because band-aids don't fix bullet holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Touche. Why is this movie called Bad Blood? <sighs> hey, I'm I'm completely okay with all Taylor Swift references. I, I think it, this is the same problem we we have with Batman versus or yeah Batman versus Robin. Like there's no verses of in the whole thing. They fight for like five minutes in the movie, just like as this. There, there's no reason for this movie to be called Bad Blood, but I guess they couldn't think of a good title. Maybe they're just big Taylor Swift. Oh no, her her album didn't come out yet, so maybe she was a big Batman Bad Blood fan, huh? Maybe. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna go with. You know, it's just one of those titles like every movie for the longest time was like something resurrection or something revelations or something revolution. It's just like a catchy title. Well, maybe they call their movies apocalypse, extinction, a revelation. What's the other <laughs> afterlife, it's apocalypse, extinction, afterlife, revelations and colon, the final chapter, <laughs> <laughs> which may or may not be the final chapter. Who knows? But I mean, like this movie also is a continuation of, the other Batman, like you see Damien is off at the, the Tibet monster or the hell he ran off to in the last movie. And I, I like that, that it picks up. But at the same time, you really don't need to have seen the other movie. Like if you never saw Bad Blood, it doesn't affect this movie at all. And I appreciate that. Batman versus Robin. Sorry. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, yes, there's a couple lines. Like there's one point where Damien's like, well, how can you trust her? He's like, you trusted Talon. Like, you know, and just. Uses that to shut them up when they come when they when they first meet Batwoman. And I like that. Yeah, I think that's why I kind of was turned off from these movies, because like when I think of the era, like because I watched um, Public Enemies recently and you can tell the Public Enemies was released at the time when like DVDs and Blu-rays were still selling like crazy and they had a budget and an art style. And then it was like, well, these make some money, but we're not going to put as much in it as possible. Like, I really like the standalone, just like we're going to do this story. And yeah, because I remember watching like I saw Batman versus Robin once and I was like, oh, yeah, I think he went to a Tibetan monk place and that's why he's there. Um, but you don't need that per se. I mean, it's I mean, like, you know, but I felt like the movie did a fine job of like keeping you entertained if you don't if you hadn't seen it. But, yeah, no, these just, I mean, this made, it said, $4 million. Uh, that's weird. So not very much money in the grand scheme of, like, a movie. Yeah, it's like, who was buying Blu-rays in 2016? <laughs> I mean, it was still a thing, but most, it was, like, kind of the switch to streaming, and 
So it was really just like like VOD rentals is probably what most people are doing or just like honestly torrenting it. Yeah, sadly. I mean, that's why that's how I watched Son of Batman. That's why I never got around to this, because I was I was done with Sailing the Seven Seas at the time. And this wasn't ever available in a streaming service at the time for me to watch it. Because like the DC movies, they didn't bring them Netflix and stuff. They just did not. So I never I didn't get it. I missed all these movies. And I guess I have HBO Max since it came out, but <laughs> I yeah. still barely get around to them. The the only thing I can remember about these movies, because I, I remember torrenting them, ironically. But this was also the day and age where Netflix was kind of starting to get the up and up. But there, I don't even think they had made that stupid... I remember like, like the DC streaming service they tried getting up off the ground and it like ended up costing <laughs> way too much money. Yeah, um, it was like a DC. I can't remember the name, but that, that's a thing that I, that I hate because like in Canada, they put out the DC app or the streaming service. And it's like we have all the cartoons, all the movies, plus you have the comics and like Titans for whatever that was worth and Swamp Thing, which I heard was pretty good. I haven't seen a lot of it, but we never got that here. So it meant nothing. And same thing with HBO Max. Like we have a service in Canada called Crave that like cherry picks what it wants from HBO Max. But like I don't have a service where like I can watch Green Lantern, the animated series. Uh, OK, that's weird. I wonder why they like all the licensing issues. That's why there's other ways to get stuff sometimes. But. Well, it's like Canadian probably like standards and practices and yeah. broadcasting rights. Yeah, because like like Crave picked up Peacemaker and like when you guys say like got Wonder Woman 84 day and date, like I had to rent it for $30. Jesus Christ. That's a lot for a movie. My condolences. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, I when theaters were shut down for a year. So I was like, I'll rent out this. And I was like, I would have been happier with the $25, but that's a podcast for another day that I don't want to be on. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I don't foresee that movie getting reviewed anytime soon on this show. So have you, because I about... don't want to rewatch it ever again. Either. I've never seen it. So also this movie can, it introduces, like we said, it introduces Batwoman. It also introduces a Lucius's Fox son, which I know nothing about. Never even seen this character before. I got him mixed up with Duke Thomas. I, I hope know I Duke. just didn't pull a racism because <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, because I knew there was Batwing and I knew there's a new character called the Signal. And I thought that they merged that character into that thing because there's too many characters with Bat something. I mean, there is, but <laughs> but it's just like they just made a new character because I, I think that might have been the Scott Snyder era. I get my brains a little bit fuzzy. Well, New 52 <laughs> is Scott Snyder. And this is kind of what this is based on because these I mean, these all movies are all supposed to be part of the New 52 like they were trying to take the new 52 storylines and make movies out of them. Well, it's, I think it's like mostly like the character designs, but like this is very much like this is like the Grant is of the Grant Morrison era where like Dick Grayson is Batman. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. The only thing I know about Luke Thomas is after the new 52 ended, there's like a weird portion where Batman is in, or Bruce is a Batman who is his memory. I know Luke Fox is Batman, and then they take that joke that one comedian makes to the extreme and ends up being proven right. I never finished reading the Batman New 52 Scott Snyder stuff. I got to when Jim Gordon becomes Batman, and I kind of fell off. I I think that part's cool. I think that's actually fucking hilarious. I just, I read so much of it, and I just, I don't know, I just fell off, unfortunately, never went back. Those comics are weird. Hmm? I think I, yeah, it was something like that. But, like, I... I like a lot of stuff in this movie. I like the introduction of Batwoman. I like her character in this. Like, it got me interested 
to see more. I like how she's very conflicted because she's there when Batman dies in quotations when he when he runs into the villain that we haven't talked about yet. And like, you know, she blames herself partly for it. You can kind of see that with her as as she progresses throughout the movie, because that's why she's so interested about, you know, getting a hold of Nightwing, getting a hold of them, because she's trying to put two and two together what happened and see if maybe he is alive because she feels guilty. And I also really like the heretic when you first meet him. You see him very early on when Batman, like, you know, gets stabbed by him. And then all of a sudden, like, he just like he's like, you know me and you don't know me. And I'm like, ooh, you know, where are we going with this? This is going to be another Robin turned, you know, villain, which I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> but he, he, he's fighting him and you see like a brief flash uh, of like something under his mask. And then Batman kind of has a look and like I had seen this, but I forgot most of it. And I was like, oh, like, who is this guy? Is this supposed to be someone? Is this going to be the mystery? And then the mystery is like a wet fart. I the, disagree. The I, reveal is much better in the comic. Okay. I like the mystery of this. I like the reveal of who the heretic is. I did not see that coming one bit when it finally hits. So it would be okay if they do something with it because they pretty much like they do the reveal and then he's the piece is taken off the board and then it's like for the next half hour you kind of almost forget that he was in the movie to begin with (laughs) yeah but that's because they switched to a villain that I don't like her being this much of a villain as she is like like, one of the big themes of this movie is that Talia is batshit insane I don't like that I like Talia as a character a lot and I don't like seeing her I realize I I don't like her as a villain in any movie don't play Gotham Knights then don't don't spoil, spoil don't spoil the game, Blair. <laughs> Do you know why she's the villain in this movie? No. If we if we I that's funny because if you go back to our first podcast, which is the Son of Batman, which is our first part of this, I remember at the end of the podcast I said, Hey, remember Talia them putting her in the uh Lazarus pit? And you went, Oh, that's weird. She came out of the Lazarus pit and she's not crazy. And I'm like, Yeah, that's oh. right, Mike. Put that in the back of your brain for later. Okay, you just made this movie go from maybe to a stack to a shelf, 100% at the end of this. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's why she's fucking crazy in this, because she's been Lazarus Pit. Did, did. That just made this movie even better. <laughs> okay, you that was my one issue with this movie. I watched this, I watched this movie twice, and I watched it a third time, if you speak, partly just because I can remember stuff. <laughs> but that was my only issue with this movie, was that I didn't like the fact that she was such a crazy villain, but now it makes complete sense, because she was affected by the Lazarus Pit in Son of Batman. Mm-hmm. Which I completely had forgotten, by the way. So my knowledge of the Lazarus Pit, like most people, has come from Batman, the animated series, where the insanity is only temporary. Oh. In Batman and the Red Hood, he would, Jason Todd would disagree. <laughs> so I don't know. I take it as it's not. But then again, I, I don't I don't know. You don't really see a lot of people going to. I mean, Jason Todd, in, in my opinion, is always insane after it. Like, he never really recovers. So that's is that from the like the Lazarus pit or is that from like the other psychological trauma? Because like in the comics, he didn't get brought like someone tried to explain to me about Superboy Prime punching reality. And then Jason Todd comes back to life. Can someone confirm or deny this fact? Yes, it's not. You're not wrong. I'm pretty sure one of the podcasts I listen to constantly comic conspiracy. He I know he's talked about Superboy Prime and I feel like that's not that far off of a joke. Yeah, because you know, like most people, like when they think of Under the Red Hood, is like for someone who runs a website based on comic books. I'm pretty ignorant of like many years because space, money, time, <laughs> all that, like all the other hobbies I have. So I get general ideas. So, like most people, like Under the Red Hood is the excellent animated film. 
where it's just like, what's it, this like crazy thing and just be like, it's a Lazarus pit. Okay, I know what that is. I watched the cartoon. Yeah, no, I, I can confirm because I, I have approximate knowledge of most things. And that is exactly what happens originally. They changed it to the Lazarus pit. So it's more of a Batman condensed story as opposed to with the whole Superman Prime thing. It's like uh, the Infinity War. It's a bunch of comics uh, accumulated into having one big payoff at the end. But yeah, in whatever run it is, the Superboy Prime punches, I think, Superman. And then it causes a bunch of like cracks throughout the universe. And it's even funnier because Jason Todd just wakes up in his coffin and is like, the last thing I remember is being blown up. This is weird. And then you have the whole reasoning of like him being mad of why, you know, Tim's Robin and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that actually does happen. And there was a fake out in Hush, too. If I, I'm like, that's another one I have a general knowledge of. They've retconned that too many times from what I remember, because originally it wasn't Jason. But then they changed it to where, no, Jason told Clayface to go do it. But then I don't know if that still can anymore. So I don't fucking know. I got nothing. <laughs> That's much as I can say. Like, I mean, I also think this movie does a good job of showing you Batwoman's, like her background of how she becomes Batwoman. Like, her, you know, her family was pretty much murdered, and you know that's why she's kind of the way she is. I think all that it did a very well, it did a very good job with all that. I felt, and all that stuff. Like, I wasn't bored during this movie either time that I watched it. Like, I wasn't bored. I really enjoyed this film. I, I wasn't crazy about dick being batman like i get it why he dresses up as batman because the villains are you know people are there's more crime like i liked all that you know in that aspect i just didn't like him being batman because i just it just i don't know but it made sense i think i didn't like it because he didn't like it even though it was kind of cool (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's even funnier because like i I mentioned it earlier but it kind of unretcons himself because in the comics you have all the robins competing over who's gonna be the new batman but in this, you actually have a general reason of like Dick being like, yeah, I don't want to be fucking Batman. You know, I spent, what, 10 years being the boy wonder. And I'm pretty sure I think even some comic iterations, he stops whenever he leaves Batman. He still dresses up as Robin and people make fun of him for not being with Batman. That's where the whole Nightwing thing comes up. That makes sense. Yeah, well, I so. know uh, I had a comic is one of the. We didn't have many trades as I didn't live near a comic book store, but it was a book called Batman Prodigal. And it was during the I think it was after the Nightfall era where like Dick Grayson is Batman um, and he's with Tim, I believe. I don't remember the, the beats of the story, but for when this happened, I was like, oh, yeah, it's that thing again. It was also like I think this is like in the mid 2000s as well. And I know like we're seeing a lot in like movies now where there's like legacy heroes but this was the era of like, OK, Robin is Batman and then Bucky is Captain America. So I feel like a lot of that was going around. <laughs> OK, that makes sense. I really have no consolation with that part. Oh, but earlier when I brought up about like we were starting out, well, like where you introduced to Batwing. I have never even heard of that character before until this movie. And I think it also does a good job introducing him in this movie, too, even though like Blair made a joke before I watched this movie about. How he's, he's literally Batman. Iron Man. Iron Man. Like, even do Iron like the whole Iron Man suit up sequence. What year did this come out? <laughs> definitely after 2008. Okay, yes, yeah, definitely after 2008. <laughs> you know what? I'm okay with it. It didn't came out, bother me. Came out 2016. Didn't bother me at all. <laughs> I don't know. I I liked him as a, as a fake as his own version of Iron Man. I thought it was cool and I thought it worked well, especially with Batman not being there. 
you know what uh my favorite part of that too with the whole uh lucius and luke iteration is what no matter how far we try to stay away from it morgan freeman will always be lucius fox because i swear to god this lucius fox and this looks just like morgan freeman that's fair he does it's very much and again morgan freeman's a great lucius fox so <laughs> so is winston zedmore ernie hudson they were lucius fox he's lucius fox in this movie oh, oh okay <laughs> <laughs> okay it works I mean, Lucifer Fox was fine. I thought they killed him for sure when the her- when the heretic stabs him. I also liked that the heretic is such a badass villain too. I thought that was because, especially as you find out who that is, I think that made more sense too. Of being a very like what if storyline. Oh, one of the characters that's with that team of sea listers is that Bronze Tiger, the martial arts guy. Probably because I was curious. I was like, who the fuck is this? And also. This has got to be one of the coolest versions of the Mad Hatter I have seen in Batman. <laughs> and that was strange. Like, he was creepy. He was seemed powerful. I'm like, this is weird. Like, Mad Hatter is never... I mean, well, for me, when I think Mad Hatter, I think Batman animated series, obviously. And this was actually like a serious, like, Mad Hatter that really came off to me like, yeah, this is a villain. Like, not like this is a joke. It's okay. You, like know who, you know who the other guy was? The guy with the eye patch? I heard his name in this movie, but I don't know who he was otherwise. Flair. Uh you're not to tell me because I'm like actually trying to figure out if that's Bronze Tiger or not, and like this movie was kind of one in in one ear and out the other. So <laughs> oh, it was the Tinkerer. The Tinkerer, Wait. that's uh Marvel. Is it Tinker Marvel? Yeah, yeah. Tinker is Marvel. He's in Spider-Man. No, they say his name. It starts with a K, I think. God damn it. He's not very important. He's only in this for like a brief like he he doesn't do he does a few things he helped, but I forget what his name is. I was like 90% sure that was a goddamn Tinker. God no, damn. Tinker is a the calculator. Marvel villain. He's the calculator. He is the calculator. God damn it. Oh, that's who it was? Okay, that's cool. I'm I'm completely on board with that. Because that's another like C-list character you never get anything. I mean, calculator, I think it's an arrow, though. I've never fucking heard of that character. Jesus fucking Christ. Calculator is an arrow. It's uh, Felicia's... Not Felicia. <laughs> Whatever the hell, Felicity. It's her dad, the calculator. Oh, I gotta show you guys that fucking flash clip. I forgot about that. <laughs> but uh, I also like that you have a, you do have a scene where the heretic fights, you know, Dick as Batman. He beats the shit out of him. Like, I like seeing how many times the heretic is just able to take out the Batman people, because, again, all makes sense. I thought it was going to be Bane for a second at one point when they were going to reveal. I'm like, is this going to be Bane? This is going to be like the freaking Dark Knight Rises. And I'm you know what? I'm more happy with the reveal than it being Bane. So I works for me. So I, I talked about how I've been showing my roommate these movies. My roommate thought when like he first came on screen that it was Bane. And I mean, Bane does become Batman at one point, so it's not too far off. Yeah, but at least at least Heritage didn't talk. I was born in the darkness. Like there wasn't any of that. So I was OK. Well, one day, one of these days, let's talk about Harley Quinn and how Bane is the best character. And I feel so bad for him every time he's on screen. And I just want to give him a big hug. Have you? Did you watch the Valentine's Day special? Oh, I did. And I was so happy. I'm what not caught it? up on Harley Quinn, unfortunately. What is that that thing that he says? It's like, it's like, it's it's not, it's not anyways. It's anyway. Why would you put an S at the end? Whenever you finish a sentence, you say anyway, not anyways. He just goes off on the stupid. No time. one at my job, unlike as I'm sitting in an uncomfortable chair, and no one's like, I'm just going off, be like, this chair has bad lumbar support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I complain about my chair too, but there's no one, there's no one listening to me. So. <laughs> and I bought my chair, but okay, I I do like the whole idea, like because this movie I felt like also buries the lead of what they're going for. 
because I didn't like when Batman goes missing, you think Batman's dead. And like, I think it's midway into this movie, about 26 minutes, I can tell you when you find out that Batman isn't actually dead, but he's being brainwashed by Matt Hatter. And I really I got a kick out of that. I'm like, OK, this is an interesting take to have that to have like you have the bat family, you know, dragging him down. You have like zombie parents pulling him underwater because they're like, I really liked all that. I'm like, this is a very interesting idea to try to, you know, change him. Like, I, I, I thought that was very cool. And I mean, it made the Mad Hatter to me even a better villain. If it's not the Mad Hatter, it's usually uh, who's the villain from the set from Arkham City, the bald guy. You go strange. It's usually him or he goes strange. That's always trying to do stupid shit with Batman's brain like this. Yeah, but it, to me, it worked with the Mad Hatter because the Mad Hatter, oh, you know. Yeah, I like the Mad Hatter more. I, I don't know. I just I was just surprised. Like, I, I you know, I was watching this movie. I'm like, well, this movie is actually surprising me how much I'm enjoying it. You know, like in Mad Hatter, when he, when he first introduced the heretic, he makes a comment. He's like, you know, your brain is like wet sand compared to, you know, Batman. And I'm like, OK. And then it actually makes sense because you find out that the heretic, you know, is a blank slate, essentially, that the Mad Hatter gave him personality. Like, I, I, I really liked all that. I just, you know, I, the only thing I didn't like is I didn't like Talia being this crazy until you explained why she's crazy. And now, I'm like, I'm 100 percent on board. Like, yeah. But that just brings up the whole point where we said earlier, where it's like it, you, it doesn't matter if you watch the other ones. Yeah, I, I, but now I her motivation so. is like you have to watch the other ones to understand why she cray. <laughs> but if you hadn't, you, it might not bother some people. Like some people, okay, you know, she's bad. All right, you know, her father was Raza Ghoul, and so she just wanted to kill him. Like, I think it can still work, especially if you like saw Dark Knight Rises, where Talia is the villain for no reason as well. So I feel like it could still work. It's just for me. I like Talia not being a villain like in Arkham City where she's working with Batman and then Merc. So, so that's uh, that's more what I like. And we, we end up coming to this big reveal, which is probably, like I said earlier, is better in the comic. You have the reveal of the heretic looking like Bruce and him being like, oh, hey, you know, I'm you know, he's a Damien clone or whatever. Uh, in the comics, I think Talia is still in the war. And they reveal that the heretic's a Damien clone, but they don't show his face. And not only they show his face to the ending. And it ends up being uh, this thing that I'm putting in the chat, which uh, when his face is revealed, he has a man body, but he has like the face of an eight-year-old Damien, which honestly would have been a much better reveal. That is terrifying. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of Batman Brave and the Bold, so I just think of the baby face villain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what i'll go with uh i'll, I'll go with this version I, I think the baby face would have been way more creepier and i would have been like yeah it's weird looking i, I mean you that's are a hard right when i get past warner brothers broadcast standard practices <laughs> oh yeah because uh sadly as cool as his character is he goes out like a fucking punk i'm i'm okay I mean, just like being in the because he has his guard down who would think that your mother is just going to murder you yeah <laughs> you know he has no reason to think his mother's just gonna put a bullet in his head i mean why would he mm. <laughs> even though she's freaking crazy you have another uh, another small scene that i want to bring up is like you have the part with batwoman when she's not batwoman when she's you know her regular when she's katie and you have her at the bar flirting with who eventually becomes the question renee montoya yes i thought that was a good scene because i mean you know, for those that, I mean, I knew Batwoman, who, you know, who she is and that, you know, she's a you know, lesbian character. But I like that they included it in the movie and make sure that you're aware of it because it is part of the character. So yeah. I thought it was something good that they had. I believe uh, Renee Montoya is usually her love interest, usually, because I remember that from the from the CW show, too, where she's introduced as her love interest as well, I think. 
I think you're right, too. I think I watched the pilot and the Infinite Crisis crossovers, and that's about it. I watched the pilot. The pilot's pretty okay. I'm more I'm more interested in watching it now. Like, there's a small part when she's talking to Dick when, when he shows himself, like, yeah, I'm Nightwing, you know, because she didn't know who he was. And then he's like, I had a crush on you. And she's like, yeah, I didn't care for you. And then she's like, and then he's like, well, I had a hard time with girls. She's like, me too. <laughs> I'm like, I like that. I just, I don't know. I really got to kick out of that little part. See, one thing I'll give props to the CW is that they kind of linked her into Bruce Wayne. So it made sense for her to be like bat something where she's like, oh, yeah, I just did this. It's like, well, if you don't want to be a bad person, then be like, I don't know, something else. Like, it, it's weird to have it. And then like kind of what happens at the end, it's like kind of like how on the Batman you had Batgirl and then Robin afterwards because mm-hmm. they weren't allowed to do that. And it's it, like this reminded me of like that and how backwards it is. Is are they normally cousins or am I wrong? Bruce and Katie? I don't know. <laughs> I remember they weren't cousins in this, were they? They're cousins usually. Oh, I, I don't know either. I think it's supposed to be the weird thing where I think it's their cousins from them on Bruce's mom's side. So her Bruce's mom is the sister of Batwoman's dad. Okay, I just thought, like, I, the way I took it in this movie, because they, they talk about, oh, I saw you at social gatherings. I took it that they were just both rich people that were in the same circle. That's how, I, that's how my brain took it. I got nothing else. No, I just I really like your character in this. I mean, I like it that one point you have her dad almost go and try to kill her, which, again, you get the mad the mad hatter being cooler. You have Damien getting kidnapped by the heretic, which is essentially Damien. Like, again, makes sense because Damien's a, I have to say this for Kenneth, a little shit. So it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I like all that. I like where Nightwing is trying to include Batwoman. Like, you know, he wants her part of the team. You know, and then you have Batman when he does show up, even though he's not Batman, essentially he's still being manipulated. Spoiler alert. You know, he doesn't want anything to do with her or Batwing, which makes sense. Like you have a small scene where Batwoman talks about how she became Batwoman or what, you know, what kind of, you know, promote provoke that where she, you know, leaving a bar and gets her ass, you know, about to get, you know, essentially probably raped. And Batman shows up and beats the shit out of these people. And she's like, I felt weak and I didn't want to feel weak ever again. And I, I, I thought that was cool. No, I really like Batwoman. I mean, I actually might go watch that show now, even though I doubt it's that good. But <laughs> it, it's OK. Like, I, I don't mind it as much as it being it has a lot more interesting twists and all that. So it's fine. It's better than Titans, I think. That's I watched one episode of Titans and didn't even finish that. So not a high bar there. I don't think for me. <laughs> I couldn't do Titans. I tried. I tried one episode. I'm like, this is garbage. And I never did, went uh, back in. did Dick also ask Luke to join them as well? He didn't really ask. I think it's just kind of. Luke just kind of joined them. Yeah. But they needed Luke. I mean, this, you know, yes, he is a Iron Man ripoff. We were kind of saying earlier, but I, I really liked him in this. I like that when I like you when he's put like, again, you put the armor on completely, you know, 2008 Iron Man. Like, I liked all that. I was like, this is awesome. I mean, it's it's Bruce Wayne. Why wouldn't he have an Iron Man knockoff Batman suit? I mean, none of us are surprised. (laughs) It's okay to have an Iron Man knockoff suit, but like, like Lex Luthor has an Iron Man knockoff suit. But like, you know remove the spinning rims like they could have like licensed the music and it could have played like the black sabbath song (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) and it's like more lucius is pushing him into that lifestyle because he's like building the suit and he walks in and he's like working on a batman suit and it's just like (laughs) <laughs> Dude, minimize your windows. <laughs> well, I mean, also, it's, it's a screen that shows on both sides. Yeah. Like, that's the part that got me. I'm like, you know, there's a reason why laptops have a 
have a black, you know, a blank screen. Like there's not, you don't have two screens. Like, oh, look what I'm doing. Confidential stuff. Like, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was kind of, but again, I was okay with it. Like, I I like the incentive. And hey, how many movies can say we get the joke? Hey, look, what do you call nuns with katanas and M40s or whatever the hell they had? Nunjas. Nunjas. I was like, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> Isn't something else do that too? Isn't it like Hitman or something? Maybe. No, but I never played Hitman, so I can't say. You also have like the really fucked up moment, which I I guess would have worked if uh, Talia wasn't a psychopath, where Damien gets kidnapped and uh, the heretic wants to like scan all of Damien's memories into his own. But I also take that as a dude. You don't really know Damien that well. I don't even think he had a childhood either. <laughs> no, but you have to look at the idea of if you were a clone and all of a sudden you see the real Joe is there. You're like, why well, want Joe's memory? Because I'm a clone of Joe. It's the same idea that. I can believe that anything, if you were anybody, like anyone that was a clone, like we do get there someday, you would want because you would feel like you have that imposter syndrome because you literally are an imposter. It's the idea of uh, if you make a clone uh, on Mars and it has 24 hours to live and it races to Earth to take your place, it has the right to be the new you. <laughs> okay. I mean, I was thinking more if you make a bunch of clones and have them fight in, in a war, are you having people killed? Yes, yes, you are. But that's different. <laughs> so. I'm just like thinking of Ben Riley in a bit on Mad TV about Stolen Identity 3, the fake Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> what? No, there's a bit on Mad TV about Arnold Schwarzenegger making a movie called Stolen Identity 3 because sequels make more money in the box office and all of his movies about him being someone else having his identity stolen also make a lot of money. So they just make a movie called Stolen Identity 3. <laughs> okay. I'd watch that. I mean, you'd. You, I mean, it also makes sense, like, the heretic stuff, because you have a part where Electrocutioner is trying to kill Damien, essentially, and he tells him to stop, and then he won't listen, so he just shoots him. There was a knife Wait, can we say Electrocutioner is actually cool in this film, compared to the last time I saw him? So, <laughs> Arkham Origins, where he does one thing and dies. He does two things, excuse you. But you don't even get to fight him. You do fight him. He just well, dies you do, like, in like, one counter, right? Yeah, he gets, like, a glass jaw knockdown. <laughs> <laughs> You think you're thinking of when he 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 gets back up and he threatens you through like a PDA. And I think you see him being thrown off a building later. And that's when you steal his like knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. But he just and didn't actually, get enough. And, and I was happy to I was just happy to see characters that I'm not super familiar with get to have presence. Oh, uh, Blair, did you find out if that was Bronze Tiger or not? No, I didn't. I was looking kind of through the plot synopsis, but I couldn't see and I was going to say, like, Electrocutioner had, like, a major part in Arkham Origins because it was his line of dialogue that made him uh, get around the whole Bane dilemma or the whole Joker dilemma because he was like, oh, I'm going to kill you and kickstart your heart and do it again. So, like, more <laughs> important than what you think. I do remember that now. I don't remember that. <laughs> Vaguely, he says it when you, you punch him in the face. Uh, and Damien actually wasn't bad in this movie. You know, he has good dialogue. With Nightwing, I mean, like when when they do in, in the final in the final scene of this movie, when Batman turns out that hey, Batman is still under Talia's control. Spoiler alert, you know, and turns against them. Like you have a part where they're like Nightwing's like, hey, we got to go, you know, save the people. And Damien's like, I'm there for one reason. And again, he just wants to save his father. Like it it was good. It was character growth for him. He wasn't a bad character in this. No matter what Kenneth is saying when you listen to this a month from now. <laughs> so, like, he was good in this. He was, I mean, I was like, I really like Damien in this. This actually gave me more hope for that Batman movie that's coming out at some point with Damien. Well, if if you like Damien in this, the, the rest of the series does have him returning. Because, like I said, th this whole thing, even though it's uh, the new 52 movie series, they they still, it's like 50% Batman. 
because you have uh, <laughs> it is. the Teen Titans introduction, and then you have the uh, the Justice League versus the Teen Titans, and those are actually still really good movies. I've seen the only, yeah, the only weird thing I could think I can remember of them is in the Teen Titans first movie, they all have a magical girl power up sequence. And it's I was really going to ask, I did see that one. I was like, is that the one that has the out of nowhere Sailor Moon transformation sequence? Which one yes. is that? It's the, it's the first Teen Titans one. There's three. It's like the Teen Titan introduction, Teen Titans versus the Justice League. And I think it's like Teen Titans Apocalypse. It's the one where they fight Slade. The Judas Contract one? Yeah, the Judas Contract. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, huh, I'm cu- I've actually, I've only, I've seen the Judas Contract and I think I saw Justice League versus them, but. It's been a very long time, so I, I I need to get around to him. I never seen the other Teen Titans. Are you? I don't. Even, I can't even find it. So you got me curious uh, now. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's just Justice League versus the Teen Titans, and then the Judas Contract. So it's just those two movies, I think. Okay. So which one is the Justice League versus Teen Titans? The one that has it then? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I've never seen that. Then maybe. Okay. At some point, because when we when we first pitched this idea, we were actually going to go through the entire. DC animated universe, but then that didn't happen. And we've done two movies now so far from that universe. Turned <laughs> all three now as there of this recording. So, so many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a thing I wanted to do, but then it didn't happen. It's not going to happen. So that's, <laughs> I, I mean, I want to do more because I do enjoy these a lot. We can skip a few because I, I don't think I watched any of the Justice League ones. I don't want to watch the Aquaman one. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I got someone for Aquaman, so I'm all good. Don't worry. Aquaman <laughs> is great. It is. Have you done Superman versus the Elites? No, I haven't done any of. No, I have not. Superman versus the Elite is pretty awesome. The ending of that, I love. And I, I just watched Justice League versus the Fatal Five the other day because I did not realize it had like a lot of the like they're claiming it as like the sequel to Justice League Unlimited. Huh, okay. I know the Superman, the New Fifty Two Superman movies are really good. I need to watch those next. I need to watch more of these. I, I, I did see Justice League Gods and Monsters once. That one's really good from what I heard, too. I, yeah. I liked it when I watched it, but it's been a while. I thought they were taking off Justice League Unlimited off HBO Max. It's still on there. I Wasn't there a date that they were giving or something? I can't remember. Oh, who knows? Maybe they decided to cancel it. It's on Teletoon Plus in Canada. Suck it, States. <laughs> <laughs> we can suck it. It's okay, Blair. <laughs> We're not the best place. You guys so. have so much more cooler stuff when it comes to entertainment than me. Like, I don't get no HBO Max with all these like shows and whatnot. Although they keep like getting blipped out of existence. So <laughs> yeah, you're not missing a whole lot. Yeah, I love I love paying for like fucking four different subscriptions a month. <laughs> uh, I'm in the same boat. Like I just got Paramount Plus, so yeah, I'm paying for more than I should be. The hell are you watching on Paramount Plus? The Boldy Go where no one has gone before. Oh, yeah. Okay. Never mind. I get it for <laughs> so my parents can watch Yellowstone. <laughs> I'm a good son. Uh, Yellowstone good. isn't even on here. It's on Paramount Plus. It's on Peacock here in, in the States. Oh, yeah. We have Peacock too. Peacock can also eat ass. Because I got it because my wife also wanted to watch Yellowstone. And it turned out that <laughs> Yellowstone isn't on there, but the prequel series is. You can watch Peacock to watch the Night Court revival. I got to watch Night Court. So. So did everyone else get a kick out of the whole ninja scene where they go and fight and back when first shows up? Because I really, really, really like this scene. Oh, yeah, it's great. It was like, I don't know what it was in this movie because I came in this movie with no expectation because Blair's I made a I think I said a comment. I forget what I said, but Blair's like, I thought you said bored. And he's like, that would have been right. Also, (laughs) yeah, it's like (laughs) you mentioned the ninja thing and I I forgot about it. And I watched this movie Monday night. (laughs) This is how much. 
because I watched The Last of Us and then I was like, well, I might as well watch this movie because in case life gets in the way, because I know I have like 75 minutes and maybe I should have took some notes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This movie is also this recording is also cursed for us. So there's that, too. Yeah, I'm sick as hell and I hate it. I woke up this morning and it felt like I had a golf ball stuck in my throat. Hey, at least you didn't do edibles before this recording, like one of the other times we recorded. So, hey. Uh, I almost did because we had done it Friday. <laughs> had, a long, with... had a long week. Same. I know what you mean. Uh, oh, no. I just, I felt like, and just the fact that this, also, this movie kills off like everybody. Mad Hatter gets his head exploded. Firefly flies into a freaking engine. Like everybody gets killed. Yeah, that, 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 that was the joke for my introduction because I know, I, I think because I've seen this movie is the third time of me watching it and I watching through it. I'm like, does everyone that learns Bruce's identity die in this movie? So it won't come back to anyone. And I'm like, oh, right. I didn't catch that. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like even Talia dies in this movie, too. Maybe. Who knows? It's a fucking movie. <laughs> I I liked it that like Onyx is a character. Again, I have no idea who the fuck she is either. She's like essentially supposed. I, I felt like she's kind of supposed to be the role of the heretics lover in this, too. Yes. Because she gets upset when Talia shoots him in the head and just tells her to get rid of this trash. And, like, you can see the anger in her, which pays off at the end of this movie. And did anyone else get a big glee when they said the Watchtower? And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to clapping to myself. So that I was right. That's supposed to be the Justice League Watchtower, right? I'm assuming. I guess. I don't know. Like I said, the, even though this is, like, I think it's really weird because the New 52 movies, they focus on, like, the first half of it being all Batman movies. I think only the, the introduction after Flashpoint Paradox, there's, like, one justice league movie and it's really funny justice league war is good yeah this is the one where they they all team up to fight dark side for the first time and you have yep. uh that's war yeah you have what's his face as who's the guy that plays uh hal jordan green lantern nathan nathan fillion yeah and he goes don't worry guys i got this and like one of like the underlings punches him and they all jump on him and beat the shit out of him and like oh two I, I i love that i want to cover that movie too to be honest <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> Because we're going to have to do Flashpoint with Flash coming out here later this year. And I'm actually excited for it. We got to do Flashpoint first. I before think it releases. I did. Because Justice League War is based off like the first Jeff Johns run. Yep. The first six issues. I think I did see that one. Um, and then Throne of Atlantis is the next one of the next arcs. When you first introduced Aquaman. I remember. I, I can't remember when. I think it was like after when these movies started. And there was like fear of them being canceled. And like this was like after... Like Wonder Woman and the Green Lantern movie, and I remember reading like an article or interview where it's like, yeah, we want to do all these movies, but like unless it's Batman or Justice League, it doesn't sell. So that's why they couldn't call it like Flashpoint. It had to be like Justice League colon the Flashpoint paradox, and okay. like why everything like it's a like Justice League Dark featuring Batman <laughs> on the that's cover. A, that's a really good movie. Never seen it. I really want to. The I forget how movies. Killer Moth dies in this movie. I know he died. He must die too, but I don't remember how. Tusk gets but, killed because Damien tries to. I like Damien tried to save him, and then he just falls off and dies anyway, which makes sense because he knows who Batman's identity is, so he has to die. He feels him like get like sucked up into the engine, though. I don't know why he expected him to be at the end of that rope. Eh. Like, like you hear like his bones get munched to pieces. I didn't hear that, and I watched this movie twice. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought he'd be at the end of that rope, but I'm not the one holding it, so. Uh, I don't know. The Watchtower is cool. The idea, like what their whole Talia's whole plan was to get all these delegates together and then have Mad Hatter like warp them. So they work for the League of Assassins, like League of Assassins. I like that. I thought that was great. It made sense. It was a 
good, I mean, good situ like a good plan, like an actual legit plan that could have worked, you know, and like the, everything I thought was good. The US, you get to see Alfred be a badass in this too. He takes out the calculator. Yeah. People, uh, people seem to forget that Alfred's not afraid to shoot a motherfucker. Yeah. Well, he's a <laughs> world, depending on the fiction, depending on the canon, he's a, you know, a British soldier veteran of World War II originally, but I know that changed because, you know, <laughs> it time. won't work anymore. Yeah. Time, time is what happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I like that. You you have good. And the way the Mad Hatter dies where his head explodes, I mean, that was like, mwah. And I normally don't like that stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. You don't see is, it, thankfully. This but. is precisely why I stopped liking the DC movies. <laughs> because they it's like childish violence. And and it's how I describe it is like, it's almost like, oh, look how cool our movies are because people like swear and like people die. And like, I don't really care for that stuff in like superhero media. Like, and all of these DC movies just kind of, like, leaned really hard into, like, Batman versus Harley Quinn literally offended me when I watched it. Because it was, like, a Nightwing, do you get a case of, like, the not gaze? Like, and then they have a whole <laughs> thing that's just, like, I don't know. I've never seen that movie yet, and I don't know if I even want to, so. <laughs> I want to see that movie. I heard that movie's fucking hilarious. I heard it was bad, but I'll watch it, of course. I'll, I'll cover all these. Oh, that that one's uh not not in the universe of this. It's like the weird universe of uh, the animated Batman. show. Yeah, the animated show, which is a really weird turn, but whatever. Yeah, and it's very tone deaf to what made that series great. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I th- I felt like it, this movie gives every character a chance to shine. All the Bat family that you see does really get to shine. I mean, especially in the end of this movie when they're all fighting, like you, they each get their own like type of villain to fight too, and I think it all you know, works well. You have Nightwing, I think, fighting Batman. And the whole thing that makes Batman even, like, you know, snap out of it is the fact that he's, Talia gives him a gun and tells him to shoot Nightwing, and that's what finally does it. Like, don't give the man a gun. <laughs> he hates guns. Yeah, she, she in clearly, this universe. She clearly Not in the Zack Snyder universe. He loves guns in that one. She clearly didn't read her Batman lore, or keep up on her Batman lore. Oh, God, you were 100% right. Batman was 100% Iron Man. I'm watching a scene again where we're talking where he literally pushes the clock tower away from hitting a building as a hundred percent Iron Man. So that's, that's like the one thing I don't understand. Like they're really freaked out about like the tower, about the, the watchtower hitting Wayne tower, but like it's Wayne tower. Yeah. Uh, that building's fucking insured. I'm pretty sure no one's in it. So why are we concerned if it hits our big money pit? Well, he's concerned. Yes. No one else seems that concerned. I mean, they do turn it off. I think they're just trying to stop it in general. Damien does. See, Damien actually does another good thing in this movie. <laughs> and you have Batman breaks Nightwing's arm during the fight. I thought that was also badass. He just keeps on going. Like, this made Nightwing actually a pretty cool character in this, too. I mean, he is a cool character. I think this helped kind of flesh that out. Yeah, we all we all love Dick. All of us love Dick. <laughs> He's not one of my favorite characters normally, but this this movie made me more interested in him. This movie had a really weird effect on me. It's because they're 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 not bad movies, and like they're good for like a one time around. But like I said, this is like my third time watching this movie, and I'm like, uh, I watched I watched this movie twice in the last three days to get ready for this recording. So I got nothing. <laughs> I still enjoy. How <laughs> and like you and you know, Damien confronts his you know mother about what she's doing. Doesn't he, and like again, it makes more sense because she calls him a bastard. She's like, you'll start with the bastard, kill him. It's like. I thought that was impressive. And that's also what really does break Batman. I should say not shooting Nightwing, but shooting. He's told to shoot Damien. Like, I was like, why the fuck is Talia telling her to shoot her, shoot her son? But again, it makes sense. Thank you with the Lazarus hit. So thank you. And yeah, she that, says, like, we can just make more. No, right. I was well, I mean, like, 
a lot of work, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like a nine month gestation process, but yeah, because that that also falls into it be, making sense of being the Lazarus pit, because I think in in Son of Batman, she actually genuinely cares about she does. Damien. Yeah, she does so. in Son of Batman for sure. So that was kind of like, but that makes a lot more sense. But I feel like even if you don't, I mean, does that comment for some people probably wouldn't matter because I, like I said before, I really, really like Talia <laughs> and I don't like seeing her like this, but that's again, that's a me thing. So I thought that was all good. Like where she says, well, I'll just kill myself and jumps out the window and actually had a whole escape plan the entire time. I thought that was funny too. And that's Man. where Onyx goes to kill her and then the ship crashes and then that's the end of her supposedly. I sure am glad I had this plane on autopilot and it knew exactly where to catch me at because that's how autopilot works. The way I took it is that she, at some point near this part, had it nearby and hits buttons to have it meet her there. That's how I took it <laughs> before she jumped out. I'm not so. going to argue autopilot logic in a world with an Iron Man suit and a Superman. Or you mean where a series where Batman drives off in the distance with a bomb and the bomb blows up. And then we find out that there's a autopilot in the basement. And that's how he got away at the end of Batman. The Dark Knight Rises. <sighs> I, can't wait I have not seen that movie since theaters. And I did not like it when I saw it in theaters. So it wait. is terrific. I can't I'm really wait. looking forward to going back to that. I've been purposely waiting on that trilogy because Dark Knight there, is one of the best. There movies. are times that I actually like The Dark Knight Rises better than The Dark Knight. <laughs> we will be That's a maybe hot not take. this year but it will happen i really want to cover that trilogy you want a hot take i think the dark knight trilogy is better than any movie trilogy ever yeah that's fair better than star wars <sighs> the originals <laughs> i you know you have if it wasn't for that third movie with me but it's been a while so we'll see but i like to believe that talia did die in this movie that's how i took it i took it that she's gone as far as I know, because I've seen this, I've gone through these all these movies at least once. I don't see, ever see her again, so I'm pretty sure she's dead. Because also the thing with these movies is that it's, you know, it's more of a contained universe. It's not like where the comics where, you know, you can't really kill off characters because they got to come back in other books and you got to keep, you know, playing with the toy box. And this isn't that. So I, I, I'm assuming she did. And one of the last scenes of this of this movie is that you have Kate talking with her dad, who was all beat up because she beat the shit out of him when he tried to kill her when he was mind controlled. And you have the detective, you know, Renee Montoya show up. It's supposed to, you know, to kind of show like they're going to have a relationship, which I, I really like. I also uh, like the little scene of Bruce and Damien in the in the, yes. in the backyard, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, rich like, man backyard, yeah, sitting by a pool. You know, I, I wouldn't <laughs> mind that in my backyard. You know, have a freaking pool like that. But it was really good. I was like, again, Damien is great in this. Ken's going to be so mad at me in a, in a month. <laughs> but he was so great in this. Like, I'm like, this is a good Damien story. This, like I said this earlier, not that long ago, this got me excited for Batman Brave and the Bold that's coming out with Damien. Like, you can do good stuff with Damien. You can make him a likable character. Anyone can do anything with any character. Like, there is a, the best part of the Snyderverse is a show about Peacemaker. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. Oh, God. Before 2022, I didn't even know if a Peacemaker was fit to eat. <laughs> I'm I, I haven't seen that show yet. I need to I need to remedy that for this podcast one day. Same. Same as in you need to do it or you also haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I've got like 15 oh minutes my. in the first episode. Oh, I haven't watched that. I haven't watched the Mandalorian yet. <laughs> Both of you. Well, 
we can make I can make Peacemaker happen for sure on this show if I got because I know Ken and Blair both want me to so and I owe them. <laughs> I have the Blu-ray set and most of the Funko Pops. And, yeah, I have the Blu-ray. Yeah, it, it's it's weird to see them because I know that Netflix has a really bad habit of not doing it of releasing like DVD sets and Blu-ray sets of their TV shows. But well, that's because the whole idea for them was that you subscribe and subscribe subscribe. Mm-hmm. Even though they've taken off some of their own creation shows, like Hemlock Grove is no longer on there anymore. I'm getting into it, but it's got one of my favorite actresses in it, so I was curious. Ah, uh, Fam Jansen is amazing. So the movie ends with everyone being okay, and we have a stinger with Batgirl for some reason, and I believe that's the only reason why I remember because I haven't seen Hush, but I know Bat the same version of Batgirl in this at the ending is the same version in Hush, so I think they're connected. Well, Hush is technically a sequel to this because it's the same universe. Okay. But I don't know if Hush is Damien and all that or if it's closer to what the Hush story is. It is not. There's a twist to who Hush is in the movie. I know who it is, but I will not spoil it. I do think it's a good twist, though. Okay. I I really want to see it. I mean, it's 100% been on my mind for a very long time, and I just haven't i never got around to it i know blair's probably seen it and so has uh probably ken and they're probably both screaming at me right now because they ken also know it. yeah ken sure. knows what the twist is and he he thinks it's a stupid twist so i haven't seen hush but uh jason omara or albert wesker one as i refer to him is the voice of batman so i'm assuming that means that it's in continuity with this uh, okay, it is. Hush is is definitely continuity with this. Um, it doesn't go off of it like the the Batman Death of the Family. That's not continuity because that's something weird. And then Batman, the next Batman movie with is fuck. I can't remember all of a sudden. The Long Halloween. That's something different too. That's not. That's when they went a different way with the DC universe. Yeah, during good. those the next set of movies that we currently get don't connect as well anymore. As far as I know, this is. This after uh, Batman Hush, that's the last Batman movie. Everything's Teen Titans. Then we get our couple Superman movies and all that other stuff. Yeah, yes, they, they did like the Justice League War. It's like Apocalypse War. Yep. And then there was like, a, and then that had a part two. And then that was like, then it was Dunyan Rings for this whole enterprise. And then they just went back to like one and Duns and stuff like that. Oh, I forgot there's a Suicide Squad movie coming up too in this movie series. Yeah, which. Yeah, we were doing these in order, yes, but I yeah. do want to see that. I've never seen that one either, and I'm really ki- I want to see all these eventually. I'm trying to make myself do that. It just took us forever to get this one done. It happens. So we we made the joke in the middle of this recording at one point, calling it the curse, because like we were supposed to record this, you know, before, but then one person couldn't make it, and we were gonna wait, and then other things would come up, and we've been trying to do this for months, and stuff just kept happening. <laughs> just that's why Ken is not here because we his computer decided to die on him. Yeah, and <laughs> I also bad luck. I also woke up sick, like sicker than a dog. Yeah, it's just been really bad luck with this. But <laughs> I, I am I am I am definitely interested now to watch the next one with with the watch hush at some point. So we'll see. Does that bring us to shelf stacker box? That does. And we'll start with positive. So I'll go first. I'm going to put this in the shelf as I joked earlier, because I really end up liking this film. My one issue with the film was corrected thanks to Joe. So, yeah, this is going on the shelf. This is this was actually, I think, my favorite movie. Of the of this little trilogy we watched so far, I really enjoyed this film. So I'm putting it on the shelf, and I'm really glad we watched it. What about you, Blair? So with DC Animation, you used to have Mad Love, and now you have Bad Blood. <laughs> and 
Uh, I'm going to put this in the box because I watched this once. It was in one ear, out the other, because it's mostly just like little character beats rush into the next fight scene. And then I watch it again. And as you can probably tell from the however long this is going to end up being, I watch this. This is a we're recording this on a Saturday. I watch this on a Monday and I forgot most of the story beats and <laughs> I don't really feel the need to ever watch this again. So like this can just go in the box. That's fair. I, I don't understand how I became such a big fan of it. I have nothing. And what about you, Joe? Uh, it's going on the shelf for me as well. I like these movies. Like I said, I think uh, they're they're pretty good introductions to like other people. Uh, but that also goes both ways for like Blair, who I think watches every single DC and Marvel thing that comes out. So he he's probably more profusion in watching stuff like this. But I thought it was fine. Like I have a good time watching it with my roommate whenever I watch these. So it's whatever. I'm just I'm just like ever since what happened in November happens. Like we have a streaming service here. It's called Teletoon Plus because we have a station. It's actually becoming Cartoon Network next month. And it has like Batman, Superman, Young Justice, and Justice League. So I've been watching, I didn't watch Young Justice, but I watched all of Batman, just Superman, Justice League. I'm watching Batman Brave and the Bold now. And like, I love how those shows kind of are, like you said, how this introduces all these characters. And those do such a brilliant job. And they're like <laughs> such well told stories. So like, yeah, that's kind of my thing. Like, I, I haven't seen many of these. Like, I think this might have been I only watched like because I found out that, like I said earlier, Justice League versus the Fatal Five is like Bruce Tim confirmed as part of the Justice League Unlimited universe. So oh. I watched that last week sometime. But yeah, I, I haven't really watched many of these. I watched like the first Death of Superman movie, but I never watched the second part. <laughs> the Reign of the Superman. Yeah, I haven't either. So. <laughs> and I feel yeah, like I, I should because I love Superman. <laughs> I haven't seen most of those and I was going to get to it eventually. But like I said, my roommate, uh, we went to go see the Batman and she's wanted to get into more Batman stuff. So we decided to say, fuck it. And we started watching this. And I think, I think the last thing we're on is I think we watched Bad Blood a couple months ago and then we watched uh, Justice League Dark and then uh, the Justice League versus the Teen Titans. And that's where we stopped that. So, OK, I definitely I need to watch more. I just been waiting for this podcast now at this point, but. Right, I think that wraps up everything. If you want to hear all our Batman stories, um, you will actually see a link in the show notes of all the Batman episodes that we have done on this show, so you actually don't have to do that much trouble. You just go through, clickety click, 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 and you can check out everything that we've done. So please definitely go do that because we've done a lot of we've done a lot of I think pretty cool stuff for Batman. So you can go do that. And Blair, where can people find you at? Find me on Twitter if it still exists. I've rolled <laughs> a dice every time I do one of these. It's still around. I know, but it's hot trash um you can find me there uh apple arcade by the time this episode comes up uh, i'll have done a guest spot on another podcast which should be live called play comics um where i talk about catwoman for game boy color which surprisingly has talia al ghul which links into this <laughs> and you can read my review of said catwoman game boy color game on comicbookvideogames.com spoiler it is not very good <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought a Catwoman game wouldn't be good for Game Boy Color? Hey, man, I think a Catwoman game would be great. Just the not one Color by the creators of me. Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. I I know you're. if we ever do with Catwoman for the show, I need to remember to bring up the fucking Oprah Winfrey Catwoman interview 
where Halle Berry comes in, dresses Catwoman, and does her full interview pretending to be Catwoman. It's, it's very cringe. Not okay. as good as Jack Black in full Bowser costume on the Kelly Clarkson show. Dude, whole dick out. Whole dick was just out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So if you enjoyed this episode, you can find everything we do on Podbean. There's over 400 other episodes of this podcast. So if they go check out. All the work that we do. I want to give a shot my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fear. You can follow her on TikTok. And I want to give a shot my buddy Bill Tucker did the MC movies with me. He started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40, so definitely go check him out. If you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon for a little dollar. You can vote in our Patreon polls. You will see a link in the show notes, so definitely go check that out. And we have a Discord if you want to chat with us. Please join our Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes, too. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube audio only, but we are on YouTube and that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye everybody. Bye. Yeah.